You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. It's January 8th, 2016. Today's episode, the head of analysis at Infostrata Sports tells Around the Rings four countries in particular are on track to break records in terms of medal count at the 2016 Summer Olympics. Simon Gleave spoke with me on Friday to offer more perspective on Infostrata Sports' Rio 2016 virtual medal table. He explained just what goes into the virtual medal count and how its projections might benefit National Olympic Committees in the lead up to an Olympic Games. Infostrata Sports provides data, media, analytic, and event services to sports federations, NOCs, event organizers, rights agencies, broadcasters, media publishers, brands, and app developers. Launched by Infostrata Sports last spring, the latest virtual medal table predicts Great Britain will follow up London 2012 with a total of 48 medals at Rio 2016. Right now, the top four countries on the table are the U.S., China, Russia, and Germany. Here's more from my interview with Simon Gleave. Can you give us then a little background on Infostrata Sports virtual medal table? I know we've talked about this before, but what goes into this forecast for the games? Well, it's, uh, it's basically results, results data from uh, the period since the last Olympic Games up to now. And we obviously continually add results as they uh, come in up until uh, the Games start on August the 5th uh, this year. So it'll continue to change. Uh, What we take account in those results results is, of course, uh, certainly the rank to begin with, but then also how long ago was that result, uh, what uh, competition did it take place in. So let's say uh, a world championship, for example, would be the most important, and then... uh, events which took place on uh, on the sort of World Cup type circuit, Grand Prix type circuit are less so. We also um, take account of the difference between the first and second, the second and third, etc. So that if there's a very dominant uh, performance by somebody, then they get credit for that. So it's across those three things, really, it's about uh, how long ago was the event, uh, what sort of strength of competition was it in, and uh, the sort of margins of uh, the difference between the uh, participants. Who are the leaders right now on the virtual medal table for Rio 2016? Uh, The usual suspects, really. Um, We've got uh, the United States in first place with 92 medals and 40 gold. Uh, Second, China, 84 medals and 35 gold. Third, Russia with 70 medals and 27 gold. And um, if you remember, Great Britain was, of course, third last time around as hosts. Great Britain drops to fifth at the moment. We've got the British on 48 medals um, with 16 gold this time around. So that's a little bit less, quite a bit less than uh, the 65 in London. And uh, Germany comes above them in uh, in fourth position. And it doesn't matter how you order the medal table, if you order it on the total medals like uh, you do in the States, or if you order it on uh, gold medals like uh, a lot of the rest of the world does. It's the same top five in the same order as, uh, as I've just uh, explained. So based on your predictions, will there be any records broken in terms of medal count at the 2016 Olympics? Absolutely. Um, as there's a number of countries, actually, who look like doing that at the moment. Uh, so I'll run through um, a few of them and, and, tell you, uh, and tell you what we think now and, uh, and what sort of record they'll be breaking. Um, I'm actually sitting in the Netherlands at the moment, so one of them is indeed the Netherlands, who we have on uh, 31 medals at the moment. So that's made quite a bit of press over here. Um, and the record for the Dutch is uh, 25 
in uh, in Sydney in 2000. So that would be uh, that would be quite uh, quite nice for for this country. It'd be quite nice to uh, to sit here while that all happens if it does. Um, we have New Zealand uh, currently on 22 medals. Uh, that's uh, quite a bit further, quite a bit better than their uh, best ever, which is 13 in uh, 1988 and also last time. So that would be quite an improvement. Um, we have the host nation as well, Brazil. Um, we obviously expect a, a big performance from the host nation each time at, uh, at the Olympic Games, and uh, this is no exception. Brazil's record is 17 medals last time around in London, and uh, we have them on 19 now. So uh, I think there's a fair chance they'll break that record. Um, we have Kenya on 17 medals. They won 14 in 2008, which is their best. So again, that's, uh, that would be an improvement. And then finally, which I think uh, is quite an interesting, uh, interesting one, um, Azerbaijan. We have them currently on 16 medals. Their best is 10 in 2002. So again, it's a, quite an improvement. But what's interesting with Azerbaijan is they've improved their medal count each time they've competed at the Olympic Games. So they've, uh, they started on one the first time around. That went up to three, then five, then seven, then 10. And we're saying 16 now. And no country has ever improved its medal, table, medal total in uh, five Olympic Games in a row. So Azerbaijan are going for it this time, and we're saying they're going to do it. Great Britain are also going for it this time, um, but uh, we, uh, we don't have them uh, breaking that record. So Azerbaijan is an interesting country that uh, probably goes a bit under the radar to look out for this time around. Does a forecast like this for the Games benefit Rio 2016? Does it benefit National Olympic Committees? Well, I mean, in terms of Rio, it's obviously, uh, this is being published all over the place now, and it's obviously useful from a marketing uh, point of view for uh, for the Rio Games. You know, it brings, it, it means people are, are looking at what's likely to happen in uh, in August this far ahead, which uh, which can only be a good thing, I would have thought. It's uh, it's bringing people's minds into into the Olympics already in uh, in January. Um, NOCs, yeah, I mean, uh, National Olympic Committees, they, they do their own uh, monitoring, they do their own uh, predictions of how they think uh, they're going to do. Um, I like this as, a, as, a, as, a, as an alternative, of course. I mean, we do this with the media pretty much, uh, prime, well, pretty much uh, only with the media. But NOCs, uh, NOCs uh, the ones that we have as clients in any case, they know yeah, what we're doing, uh, they know what we're saying. Um, so they can compare that to uh, to what their own uh, projections are saying. I think that's probably an interesting uh, an interesting thing for them. With just about two hundred days to go until the twenty sixteen Olympics, what will the next few months be like for Infostrata? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is obviously a busy time uh, for us leading up to an Olympic Games. I mean. We coll we're collecting data on all Olympic sports and a hell of a lot of non-Olympic sports all the time. So that, that work is going on constantly, day after day, week after week, month after month, throughout the, the period between Olympic Games and, 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 and all the other times, of course. Uh, I think the difference now is because we uh, are working with the IOC, um, the difference now is that uh, certain information has to be delivered to the IOC ahead of the Games and that takes place over a period of time um, where, it, uh, where it becomes busier and busier and busier the closer that you get to the Games. So 
for example, we have a historic uh, data delivery that we uh, that we provide uh, to them, which consists of a variety of different things, such as um, historic world championship medal tables, for example. Um, it consists of uh, what's taken place in the Olympic sports since the last Olympics, what we call uh, Olympic cycle uh, data. Um, that has to be delivered. That's obviously been collected as it happens, but we actually deliver that to the organisers uh, now it's an ongoing process. It uh, it takes place. Uh, it's already been taking place for a while and continues over the coming months. Um, and also, uh, we provide uh, biographies of all of the uh, all of the participants at uh, the Olympics in uh, in Rio. So that's also an ongoing process. And again, that's being done all the time. There, there's a huge team around the world that works on that constantly. But then now is the time where deliveries begin, updates are done, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's uh, it's a pretty busy time in terms of that. In addition, um, I don't know whether you know this, but uh, Olympic results are made available um, in something called the Olympic Data Feed, which means that uh, uh, all sorts of people, whoever whoever pays a fee, I assume, can uh, receive um, Olympic results as they happen. That's something that we uh, we also uh, subscribe to, and so there's a lot of work going on at the moment setting up our systems to um, ingest that information when it when it uh, starts in August. So there's quite a lot of work to be done there. Effectively, it means that we automatically uh, receive all of the results rather than having to type them in manually. So that's uh, that's a sort of newish thing. We did that as well with uh, with uh, at London and uh, and Sochi. But uh, there's still work that needs to be done to uh, to make it uh, or to, to to make it as efficient as possible for this time around. Absolutely, definitely crunch time. Well, lastly, I was just going to ask, what's your history with Infostrata Sports and the Olympic movement overall? Do you mean my personal history, or uh, do you mean uh, uh, the the company's history with the, the IOC, etc.? I guess your personal history. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Tell um, me about well, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've worked for Infostrata since 2000. So um, this will be in terms of working um, on yeah, during the Olympic Games, I suppose. Although I won't be actually at the Olympic Games, this would be my sort of fifth Summer Games because I started in uh, in April 2000. So I experienced uh, Sydney from the office here as well. Um, I've uh, what I've always done, or what I started doing, was uh, dealing with uh, um, the media side of uh, of our business. So uh, that was what I initially did for about uh, twelve years. So that was um, trying to get more yeah, data driven insights into uh, into the media via the uh, subscriptions that we had from our media clients. And then the last four years or so, last three to four years, I've been involved with. Um, with our analytics department, which is a relatively new department, and that's that came out of initially developing this virtual medal table and a number of other things. So it's it's taking a more a, a sort of deeper statistical and analytical look at the data that we have and trying to get more more value out of it. So that's sort of been my uh, my experience here. I mean, I've I've always been a huge fan of the Olympics. I watched uh, the Olympics as a seven-year-old in 1972 in, uh, <laughs> in great detail and had a book about it, going through all of the things that had happened then. Um, so I've always been a huge fan of the Olympics, and it's uh, you know I'm very very lucky to be able to work in the, in in this company which you know, specialises in in, uh, in in these sports like no other, I think. 
Again, that was Simon Gleave, head of analysis for Infostratus Sports, with more perspective on the company's Rio 2016 virtual metal table. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.